Greetings. I'm Alexis Henshaw of Troy University. And I'm Jessica Trisco-Darden of American University. So uh, you and I, along with Ora Seckley, co-authored a book in 2019 called Insurgent Women with Georgetown University Press. Uh, and one of the things that we really wanted to establish with that book was the idea that women's participation in conflict is really a truly global phenomenon. Um, and we also sought to show the varieties of ways that women are mobilized into armed groups. So, Jessica, you have a new book with Isabella Steflia called Women as War Criminals. So can you tell us a, a little bit about that project and how you envision it continuing the conversation about gender and conflict? Absolutely. So in war, Women and War Criminals, we take four prominent legal cases where women have been accused and in some instances convicted of war crimes and crimes against humanity. And we use these legal cases as well as the media coverage surrounding them to really interrogate how gender is shaped in post-conflict environments and how narratives about gender impact post-conflict justice. So Alexis, in our book, Insurgent Women, we really looked at women's mobilization, participation in conflict, and what happens to women when conflict ends. But Women as War Criminals deals explicitly with women's wartime and post-war accountability, particularly for those women who participate in heinous violent acts that transgress acceptable boundaries of wartime violence. Yeah, and so I was fortunate enough to read your new book just as it was coming out. And what really stood out to me were the ways in which you saw gender interacting with things like race, ethnicity, age, and uh, socioeconomic status in really complex ways. So could you say a little about that? Absolutely. So first I'll speak quickly to the age question. Two of our cases, um, Biljana Plavsic, who is co-president of Republika Srpska, a constituent part of Bosnia and Herzegovina during the Bosnian War, um, you know, was a career woman. She was a scientist, she was a professor, she was, um, you know, further along in her career, as was the case for Pauline Niramashuhuko, uh, who was Minister of Women and Families Development during the Rwandan genocide. And so we paired these two cases of successful professional women with two cases of younger women who were accused of war crimes and participation um, in organizations that perpetrated war crimes at a very young age, at, at 20 and 21 respectively. And that's Lindy England, who was implicated in the abuse at Abu Ghraib prison in Iraq, and Huda Mustana who left Alabama as a 20-year-old college student to join ISIS in Syria. And what we gain from this kind of juxtaposition um, is that age can work both for and against women. So there's this assumption that, you know, young women are innocent, um, but aspects like motherhood can really intervene in that narrative. Um, so both Lindy and Huda were pregnant uh, and had children during the course of their legal cases. Um, and so we see that, you know, motherhood is something that definitively establishes um, someone as a woman, as an adult, uh, in a way that it doesn't necessarily do so for men. And so we interrogate some of these dynamics. Another really important dynamic that we uh, address is kind of racial hierarchies in the international legal system. So we see that 
Um, will Biljana Plavšić receive some favorable treatment due to both her age and her gender? In the case of Pauline Niramashuhuko, this was not the case. Even though she was a woman and she was tried with several male co-defendants, she was given absolutely equal treatment in sentencing, which included life imprisonment for the crime of genocide and for rape as a weapon of war. Yeah, I thought these were some really fascinating examples. So uh, I really hope that people who are listening to this will have the opportunity to pick up uh, both of these books, Insurgent Women from Georgetown University Press and Women as War Criminals from Stanford University Press. Um, if you have the chance to look at both of those books and are interested in knowing more about the issue, um, I also have an article that came out earlier this year in the Journal of Global Security Studies where I question why female combatants continue to be excluded from DDR and post-conflict efforts, despite how frequently they're really a part of these conflicts. So that article speaks quite a bit to the roles played by stereotyping and institutional processes like you mentioned, um, and also highlights some of the consequences in places where we have observed women being excluded from these processes. So these include things like physical and mental health issue, poverty, breakup of families, and even the migration of women from their homes to avoid stigma. And I think it's only through kind of a multi-pronged approach to these issues, looking at legal dimensions and social dimensions and political dimensions as this growing body of work addresses that will ever come to a really full understanding of women's participation both in war and their experiences when war ends. And so I'm glad that we have a growing body of work that's really in dialogue about these issues as your work and my work suggests. I completely agree. And I'm so glad we had this opportunity to talk about this issue. <laughs>